Hey friends, I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. Yep, as we speak, or actually as you listen, since I'm recording this ahead, I should be jet setting from the Arctic freeze over the Midwest to the always 83 and sunny island of Antigua in the Caribbean. Why? Because my hubby is almost to the other side of the Atlantic Ocean. If you've been following me on Facebook or inside the Redeem Her Time community, you know what I'm talking about. And if not, you'll have to go catch up on what's been happening in my life for the past few months and why. So, you know how right before you leave for a trip, you often turn to those you're leaving behind to share a few last words? The most important ones you want them to remember while you're away? You know, things like, don't leave the dishes in the sink, remember to feed the dogs, and I love you? Yeah, those words. Even Jesus had last words for his disciples before he left to go back to his Father in heaven. Not that I'm putting myself on his level. But as I get all my ducks in a row and pack my bags for a few weeks unplugged from routines and far away from the cold to welcome my hubby back to land and share in the aftermath of his experience, I was thinking about what words I wanted to leave with you, the most important ones, for you to remember. Actually, what I want to share with you today are three little words that God powerfully brought across my path just a few days ago. And I think they're the most important words that he wants to say to all of his daughters, especially those of us who are busy running lives and building businesses. Are you ready for them? Here they are. You have time. Wow, the simplicity of these three words has the power to change everything about how you view and use your time in both life and business. So before I go do another quick check to make sure I packed the sunscreen, let's unpack them together. And yes, I'll be thinking of you on the beach as you're listening. I'll be on island time, not chasing it, but simply receiving it. Cause clocks don't matter as much as the moments in Antigua or anywhere. Did you know busy is not just a disordered calendar or to-do list, it's a disordered heart and a well-ordered life flows from a well-ordered heart that's focused on Him. Welcome to the Redeem Her Time podcast, the go-to place for busy Christian women juggling all the things in midlife and business, from launching kids to aging parents, caring for your needs to serving your clients, investing in relationships to serving in your community, oh, and keeping up with the laundry, the dishes, and the dirty floors. Honestly, it's a lot to balance. No wonder you feel like you never have enough time. All the time management gurus out there will tell you, you just need to get more organized. And chances are you've tried all the things, the planners, the programs, the all start Monday plans, but they never worked, at least not for very long. That's because those don't get to the heart of your busyness. Here, you'll learn how to build a with God life and business and go from busyness to fruitfulness in this season. And it starts in your heart, not in your calendar. Hey, I'm Lissa, Christian time management expert, priorities protector, and recovering should-do list girl. I've been leading, teaching, and coaching Christian women for over 25 years, and I've been right where you are, controlled by all the shuns, expectations, obligations, and distractions. But then, God showed me how to redeem my time with faith at the center to let who I am and whose I am guide how I use my time. I'm here to share with you how to use his truth 
along with time management tools to discover you really do have all the time you need for what you're called to. You just need someone to show you the way. Open up your heart and calendar, because I'm going to show you how to redeem your time and stop believing there's never enough. Are you ready? Girl, talk about timing. You know how I've been talking about the If Only virtual conference? The one I've been planning with my good friend, Megan Nilsson, from the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast? The one where we're helping women turn their If Only giants like, if only I had clarity, and if only I had time, into their With Gods for 2024? Well, what I didn't tell you was that we didn't even get the Holy Spirit nudge to do this until after my hubby left the States for his final preparations for his row. So, when we looked at the calendar, and I guesstimated when I thought they'd hit land, I figured January 19th would be plenty safe and even give a week or so of buffer to follow up with those who joined us about their With God vision. But you know what? My crazy husband has been literally rowing day and night, yes, with little to no sleep for nearly 45 days, in an attempt to get to the finish line before his birthday. At first, that felt like a no way can that happen dream. But when we got the unofficial, official estimate of their arrival, it was almost a full week ahead of what they had told us just a few weeks ago. Thankfully, we squeezed the conference and the VIP session in just in the nick of time. God knew. But here's the thing. I could have put off that dream of doing a virtual conference with one of my business besties because I didn't have clarity about what January would hold, let alone control of my time. And it would have been excusable. Megan would have totally understood and agreed that perhaps January was not the best month to host it because there are way too many unknowns. Except I had this strong sense that God wanted it to happen in the first month of the year as a way to challenge and encourage his daughters to step out in faith into their God-sized dreams in 2024 and not put it off or delay it any longer. And so, even without clarity about everything that would be going on in my life, nor knowing what my time would hold, we went ahead and took a step of faith and trusted that he would provide. And he did. Not only did we get it in right before I boarded a plane for some much-needed R&R with my hubby, but God showed up in a big way and brought some amazing women to the conference, where together we dug into his word and into what he has to say about our if-onlys. And then we took some time to start making a plan to take action with God to make it come to fruition this year. Talk about powerful beyond what we could have asked or imagined. I'm so glad we didn't put it off because of my if-onlys. So why am I telling you all this? Is it so you'll get FOMO about missing the conference or be jealous of my poolside 270 degree views of the island coast? No, it's so you can stop sitting in the corner saying, if only, right? If only I had registered. Guess what? You can go grab access to the replays today because the first month of the year ain't over yet and neither are his plans for you to be part of building his kingdom. So what do you say? Are you ready once and for all to turn your if-onlys into your with-gods? Good. While there's still time, go to ifonlyconference.com to snag the if-only conference replays. And guess what? I will drop in an extra gift for you as a way-to-go girl encouragement. It's a busyness breakthrough call where we will uncover how and where your if-only-I-had-time giant 
is keeping you from the promised land fruit that God has for you. So once you register for the conference replays, go right away to redeemhertime.com forward slash breakthrough and book your busyness breakthrough call. Don't worry, I'll drop both the conference registration and the breakthrough call links in the show notes for you. Guaranteed, this is going to be the best use of your time so far this year. Trust me. Because chances are, a good portion of the 31,680 minutes that God has given you already this year have not been spent as wisely as you'd like. Am I right? (laughs) How do I know? Because life can get busy. According to Wayne Mueller in his book, Sabbath, Finding Rest, Renewal, and Delight in Our Busy Lives, it doesn't matter your life station, profession, or location. There is a universal refrain that echoes in all of our hearts. And here's what it is. I am so busy. He says, the more our lives speed up, the more we feel hurt, frightened, and isolated. Despite our good hearts and equally good intentions, our work in the world rarely feels light, pleasant, or healing. Instead, it all piles endlessly upon itself. The whole experience of being alive begins to melt into one enormous obligation. It becomes the standard greeting everywhere. I am so busy. You too? Do you find that you or those you greet respond with some form of busy? Oh, busy, busy, busy. Just staying busy. Oh, always busy. The author doesn't make any differentiations between levels of busy but I'm pretty sure my audience, busy Christian women who are juggling both midlife and business and wanting to do it all well, you are the most prone to busyness. Would you agree? And so in our busyness, what do many of us do? We run faster, of course, because that's how you chase the clock in the calendar to get your time under control, attempting to cram as much as you can into an already busy and crowded life, right? Except How does that leave you feeling most days? Probably just busier. You've heard me say it before. Busyness is not a disordered calendar or to-do list. It's a disordered heart. But I think the problem is worse than just being distracted. You see, busyness is leading to hearts that are no longer full of life, aka ones that are lifeless. And so we are missing out on the gift of the opportunities that God places before us in the moments of time we have each and every day. The world, and perhaps you, are out there, frantically chasing the clock or the calendar like it's something to be mastered, but never actually reaching that ideal because it's always just out of grasp or gets snatched away by someone or something else. The world tells you, you don't have time. But those who know who they are and whose they are, those who are redeemed, Those who have placed their trust in Christ for salvation and know that this world is not all there is, let alone their final destination, they live differently from the world, graciously receiving the gift of time that God gives, like it's something to be treasured, being present to the opportunity in the moments and embracing the eternal purpose beyond time measured on a dial. As his daughters, we should understand this all-important truth that God tells us over and over again, but somehow... We keep missing it, or forgetting it, or not believing it. You have time. In a world racing against time, the key to Christian time management is embracing God's gift, which is time. Time brimming with present significance and eternal purpose. So, 
May I tell you how those three simple yet powerful words came across my path this week? Good. I hope you're listening carefully. You see, they were the last three words of a comment one of my clients wrote in response to someone else's comment inside the Redeem Her Time community. She was encouraging another woman with the example she had set of using the With God Life Vision Guide from a few weeks ago. Yes, you can still grab it at redeemhertime.com forward slash with dash bonus. And she was reminding her that she didn't have to be in a rush to get it all done and make it perfect because in her words, quote, you have time. Such a touching exchange to observe as a coach and one I invite you into when you join us inside the Redeem Her Time community. If it's your first time, you can find us at redeemhertime.com forward slash community. But as I read it that day, those last three words literally jumped off the page to me, or actually the screen, and suddenly I saw them in all caps with a period after each one. You have time. As if God was telling me, Lissa, this is the message I want you to share with the busy Christian midlife women entrepreneurs that you're serving. It was as if he said, you can use all the words you want on a podcast or on the blog or inside the community, but it all boils down to these three. You have time. And so when I thought of what important thing was on my heart to share with you before I get on the plane, it was this simple phrase. It's something I've been having in-depth conversations around with the CEOs, that's the Christ-empowered operators inside the redeemed midlife CEO that when we struggle with managing time, the problem is that we're chasing it instead of receiving it. You see, the world chases time as something to be tamed, but daughters of God receive it as a gift, as something to be treasured. Right now, we're reading the book, The Rest of God by Mark Buchanan. And let me just tell you, we had so many ahas in our CEO conversation this week. One of which is what I explained back on episode 208 when we talked about the dual meaning of the word time in the Greek. Do you remember our conversation around Kronos and Kairos? Kronos is the time that we measure on a clock or a calendar, the minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, and years that march on, the time we chase. When we feel like we don't have time, we're focusing on the Kronos. But Kairos is the time that we treasure in the moments and the opportunities, the ones that seem to slow life down, the time we embrace. When we believe we do have time, we're focusing on the Kairos. But what I didn't tell you on that episode was the story behind Kronos. Warning if you have little ears around, because it's kind of graphic. You see, in Greek mythology, Kronos was one of the lesser gods of the Parthenon, but that he wasn't as nice to be around like Athena and Apollo and Aphrodite. Because you see, Kronos was a glutton, but in the worst way you can even imagine. He was a cannibal who gorged himself on his own children. Perhaps you've seen the painting by Goya and covered little eyes because he's got a bloody stump of a body coming out of his mouth. Gross. I know, right? But here's the meaning for us in it. Kronos time is always consuming, but never consummating, which means finding completion. And that guess what? That's why there's never enough time. While we're on the topic of the deadly effects of being driven by time, aka busyness, Did you know that two Chinese characters are joined together to form a single pictograph for the word busyness? Do you know what they are? A heart and killing. Wow. So not only is busyness a disordered heart, it's ultimately a dead heart. Chasing time is literally killing us. 
Busyness, also known as chasing the clock and calendar, is robbing us of life, making us a shell of a person with nothing inside. That's how I felt back in the day. Like I was showing up on the outside, but not there on the inside. I was always in a hurry to get things done because I thought I didn't have time. Remember this song by Alabama? I'm in a hurry to get things done. Oh, I rush and rush until life's no fun. All I really gotta do is live and die, but I'm in a hurry and don't know why. Sorry, (laughs) not sorry. Go look it up and you can listen to them sing it. The author of The Rest of God, Mark Buchanan, tells the story of when he was asked by someone what his biggest regret was in life. Was it that he didn't go skydiving? Or that he didn't ask out that girl he had a crush on in college? Or that he didn't pay off his mortgage sooner? No, but his answer is one I think we can all relate to. You know what his biggest regret was? Being in a hurry. And here's how he explained it. He said, getting to the next thing without fully entering into the thing in front of me. I cannot think of a single advantage I've ever gained from being in a hurry, but a thousand broken and missed things, tens of thousands lie in the wake of all that rushing. You see, all along he, we, we thought we were running to make up the time. While all the while, we're actually throwing time away in those missed opportunities and moments. All because we think we don't have time. And we think we certainly don't have time to slow down to figure out what's happening to it. So we just keep chasing it, but never quite catching it. And all this chasing just leaves us exhausted. Have you ever tried to chase someone or something for very long? Like your dog who just stole your entire tub of hummus? True story. (laughs) Or the kid you were watching for a friend? who thought it'd be fun to run across the road into the open field where a dead deer carcass was rotting? Another true story. After running for a period of time, you eventually give out and give up, some earlier than others. Why? Because you can only keep chasing for so long. I used to tell my hubby, who was a high school and collegiate runner, I'd only run if someone was chasing me, which looking back was not a very good plan since I'm not conditioned to keep up a pace to stay ahead for very long and would soon be overpowered. Except, in the case of time, we're not the ones being chased. We're the ones doing the chasing. And guess what? Time does not slow down to catch its breath and give us a break. At least not Kronos time. And so, we find ourselves exhausted, but still trying to chase time, because it feels like there's never enough. We're hoping at some point we'll tackle it and get it under control. But in the meantime, we're exhausted, and we're missing out on truly living because our hearts are lifeless. Busyness robs us of our ability to truly care about the things we care about, or the things we ought to care about, or the things we used to care about, like loving God, loving others, and loving ourselves. We are a shell of a person, always running after our Kronos time. Wow, Lissa, great pep talk before you head to the beach, where you'll be on island time, with your toes in the water and your place in the sand, not a worry in the world, a cold drink in your hand. Your life will be good while I'm still over here in the cold, washing dishes, sending emails, and chasing the clock. I know. I wish I could pack you all in my carry-on. Actually, (laughs) nope. After not seeing my hubby for nearly two months, maybe not. But I truly believe we can live differently wherever we are when we believe what he says is true. You have time. And I think that Ecclesiastes 3.11 is the best place to land this plane before it crashes from exhaustion. But I want to read it to you from the Amplified Version, which really spoke to me and I think will speak to you in a new way too. Here it is. He has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. 
He also planted a sense of divine purpose in the human heart as a mysterious longing, which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Yet man cannot comprehend or grasp God's overall plan from the beginning to the end of time. Ecclesiastes 3.11 Isn't that beautiful? I don't know about you, but I did not feel a sense of rush when I read that. Did you? It's easy in the busyness of life to forget that God is working things out in ways we can't understand and in his timeline. And this verse is a reminder that I think we all need. Ecclesiastes, written by Solomon, is a book full of wisdom that helps us develop a with God perspective while living in a really busy and distracting world. The first 10 verses of Ecclesiastes 3 is spent reflecting on how there are time, keros, for everything that includes different season. The challenge for us is to take our life day by day and trust God, believing he has put things together in a specific way and our job is to follow his timing. And then we get to verse 11, which speaks to the result of what happens when we do this. I found a great article on Rethink that I will link to about the meaning of Ecclesiastes 3.11 that breaks it down into three parts. The first, he has made everything beautiful in its time. This section is all about God's timing in which he makes all things beautiful or appropriate in its time. Even when we can't see it, we can trust that God is in control and that he will make all things right when the time is right. One day we shall see what God has been doing and our role until then is simply to trust him. Second, he has also set eternity in the human heart. Next, we see that God has placed in every person's heart a sense or desire for something eternal, something beyond our time, our chronos. We long for something more than we can see here and now, which causes us to search our whole life for purpose and meaning. But if we're only looking in the chronos, we'll never find it, because it's found in God and in placing our trust in Him and His eternal sense of time. And third, yet no one can comprehend his overall plan. Ecclesiastes 3.11 summarizes the author's whole argument. There is a time for everything. When we try to find lasting hope in this life, that chronos, we will never be fully satisfied. But in the midst of these seasons are Kairos moments, which give us a glimpse of what God is doing beyond all the present. We will never understand this side of heaven that all God has done and will do. So our job is to trust him in our current season and look toward our fulfillment in eternity. So, how about we end with two ways that Ecclesiastes 3.11 can apply to your life today while I'm getting on this plane. The meaning of Ecclesiastes 3.11 points us to God's infinite ability to give us time, both the chronos, the time in which we operate in this world that's measured on the clock, as well as the kairos, the time in which we sense the bigger purpose that all of this time is building towards. So, here are the two ways that you can apply this verse to your life. Number one, trust God with your chronos. As humans living on earth, we do have minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, and years to mark the time and to manage well. Pay attention to the time and the seasons of life, but not in the way the world does, where they're constantly chasing the clock, trying to turn back time, but in the way Christians are called to, where you steward it well by investing it in what will build his kingdom by loving God and loving others. You have time. God faithfully places another 24 hours in front of you every single morning. So when you find yourself stressed or stretched with your chronos time, whether it's in having enough to take care of your family or to build a successful business, take it to the author of time, the one who not only created it, but who ultimately controls it, and ask him to teach you to use it well. 
And number two, embrace the gift in your Kairos time. Ecclesiastes 3.11 reminds us that what God has for us is greater than where we are right now, and that one day we will spend eternity, time without limits, with God. But he gives us glimpses of that even now in the moments that are pregnant with purpose that last longer than the time we measure. So slow down to be present to the moments so you don't miss the gift of the bigger time perspective that keeps you longing for heaven. You have time. God is working all of time on earth towards spending all of time in heaven with his people. So don't get distracted by what is temporary, by what is bound up in the limits of your chronos time. Rather, let what is temporary remind you that this is not all there is, and that God is working a beautiful plan for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Romans 8. Are you seeking the Kairos in the midst of your chronos? Are you receiving the gift of time rather than chasing the illusion of it? Are you believing that you have time? Girl, I can't wait to hear how these three simple words work mightily in your life. In fact, I will be checking on the Redeem Her Time community from time to time while I'm away, as long as the Wi-Fi signal is strong. So here is today's community question. How does hearing him say, you have time, impact how you view and use your time in the here and now? I know this is going to be a great conversation you're not going to want to miss. So come join us at redeemhertime.com forward slash community, and let's grow in our perspective on time together. And don't forget to go grab replay access to the If Only Conference and the VIP session at ifonlyconference.com, and then take advantage of the free gift I'm giving you in a busyness breakthrough call at redeemhertime.com forward slash breakthrough. And yes, I will leave those in the show notes for you. But before we go, let's pray. Ah, dear God, I feel like you have spoken so powerfully in my life through these three little words, reminding me, no matter how it feels some days, that I have time because it is a gift from you and because it's about more than just what is right in front of me, more than what I measure on my calendar or to-do list or on my watch. And Lord, I just pray that these three words would penetrate the woman listening today I pray that when she is tempted to believe, I don't have time, that that voice would pop up in her head and say, wait, you have time. God, that she would stop chasing the clock as something that needs to be tamed, but that she instead would start receiving the gift at something that is to be treasured. And Lord, we're going to keep struggling with this for as long as you give us time here on this earth. So I pray that you would just continue to bring us back to you and your truth and to each other. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, before we go, I think it's time for a new closing that leaves you with this message that God has for you at the end of every episode. So here we go. Okay, friend, I'll see you over inside the Redeem Her Time community. We'll talk more about this. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And until next time, remember, instead of chasing time on a clock, trying to control it, receive the gift of time from the one who truly holds it. Because as his daughter, you have time. Hey, before you go, I pray this episode blessed you, challenged you, and moved you to take action. So, what was the one thing God showed you today? I'd love to hear. So would you take a minute to leave a review on Apple Podcasts? It makes my heart smile, and that way I know you're liking the show. And it helps other busy Christian women, just like you, find real-life answers too. Speaking of which, grab the link and share this with someone you know that's been praying for a breakthrough. 
And don't forget to come join the after party inside the Redeem Her Time community. We're not just about knowing, we're about doing together. Head on over to redeemhertime.com to join the community, leave a question to be featured on the podcast, schedule a free 15 minute strategy session or all the above. Of course, I'll drop the link in the show notes because I know you're a busy girl. Look carefully then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16. I'll see you in a few days, friend. God bless.